I should be recording this brilliance. Hello, my damned wankies. This is your masturbator, Harold and the boys, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his Fiddler in the Pants podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about finding your tribe in this often unpleasant world. The place is just littered with smelly jerks, like those people who refer to the bald eagle on all the White House stationery as the chicken of the seal. Chicken of the Seal by Matthew Sanborn Smith. All Phil wanted was to be loved, and that wasn't happening. His parents rented him out to other parents who needed someone to stand in the corner. Every once in a while, when his dog forgot herself and licked him, he'd catch her immediately wiping her tongue off with an entire roll of paper towels, which he thought was a bit excessive. And the girls in school would make him wash his hair so he wouldn't be available to go on dates with them. But then came the fateful day when he went to the beach. He had always thought that Chicken of the Sea was just a brand of tuna, but that day, as he frolicked in the ocean, he discovered honest-to-goodness sea chickens. And they loved him. And they weren't the only ones. All the creatures of the sea loved him. Suddenly, Aquaman didn't seem nearly as lame. But Phil knew their love couldn't last. Already he was getting wrinkly. He soon went back to all the shitty humans. His one day of wonderful, however, stoked a fire in him. He would have the love of the sea chickens once more. Phil invented sea chicken reverse scuba gear and outfitted thousands of his soggy feathered friends onto land to live with him. He started a farm and sold sea eggs. The sea chickens scratched around his yard, pecking at their sea chicken feed, each grain of which was given its own dry suit. The farm was so successful, Phil added sea cows and cornered the manatee milk market. Before anyone knew it, deep air-diving octopi and sharks with rebreathers were roaming the land. Things became so terrifying, the rest of the humans moved to the ocean, which was much nicer since all the creepy shit had moved out. Things had never been better for Phil. Finally, everyone around him loved him. Except for that one thing. High in the hills, Phil would see its silhouette in the moonlight. A lone pinniped, waggling a judgmental flipper directly at him. It was the seal of disapproval. It seems Phil's sea chickens actually belonged to the seal. Phil was a chicken rustler. He discovered all of this when the post-manatee brought a letter one morning with the seal's seal on it. After he'd opened the letter, the second seal barked at him and balanced a nearby beach ball on its nose. But the thing that shook Phil the most was that the seal of disapproval had remarkably beautiful handwriting. Phil didn't want any trouble. He not only returned all of the chickens to the irritable water mammal, he vomited up the three sea eggs he had eaten for breakfast that morning. The seal gobbled up the vomit, jumped upon its seahorse, and herded its chickens back to the ocean. Phil was distraught. He still had his sea cows and a barrel of sea monkeys, which was awfully fun, but the chickens of the sea were his very first friends. But Phil had grown up with pain. He knew how to deal. He visited the chickens on the weekends, even though that asshole seal didn't like it. Against the storms of the seal of disapproval, Phil had found shelter in the walrus of acceptance. He tipped his sea cowboy hat to the seal and headed back to his own farm, where there was still plenty of work to be done. It was time to harvest the sea cucumbers. If this story sealed in your juices, you can squirt it and other beloved horticulture at the web deal of the sea cow veal BewareTheHairyMango.com. Wrangle awkwardly in the comments for this post or less email me and we'll reduce our use of electronic paper at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or trade in our three-year-old cars at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever the folks at SFSignal.com are listening to vinyl, the SF and SF Signal stands for Swampy Fidelity, perhaps the worst sound quality one could possibly attain. I know Fred Kish wants to preserve his pristine record collection, but if I've told him once, I've told him two times, if you really want to appreciate the music, you have to take the marshmallow off the needle. Tweet your pleats at all the creasiest pants and skirts. Follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Of course, my most stylish followers take it a step further and wear pleated shoes. The secret to pleated leather is folding it over and over like an accordion while it's still on the cow, and in fact, folding the cow along with it, which gives the farmer the added benefit of milking music. Subscribe through the Get the Mango button and Get the Mango. What did you think that button did? Come on now. For four bucks a month, Beware the Elitist Mango gives you two more shows a month, 11 months out of the year, and you know you're going to want that when 
when you're jonesing the first week of June, or maybe you'll be junesing. You'll also be supporting my extravagant ramen noodle habit. Subscribe for a whole year and I can treat myself to an open-faced mayonnaise sandwich. A guy can dream, right? This podcast slips sensuously into something less comfortable after a night of hitting the gin joints and the joint gins and a black sequin tuxedo with cufflinks made from the skeletons of baby otters who died natural deaths, mind you. These are cruelty-free baby otter skeleton cufflinks. And a cummerbund of cruelty-full, beaten-up live beavers stapled together with an unnaturally abrasive Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until the song remains different, this can't for the life of him stop being Matthew Sanborn Smith, reminding you don't change horses in midstream. Just have your horse climb on top of that second horse. You may not get across the stream, but at least you'll have fond memories of a romantic afternoon. Good night. Woo! Fuck.